0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Artless Dialogue, the weekly podcast where two friends from different places in their careers get together and have conversations on careers and business. My name is Saud Wakar. I've just started my career in accounting and my aim is to learn as much as I can and share it with others. Hi, my name is Ash Mohamed and um, I clearly am on the other end of the career. I've worked
1: in banking and finance for over 20 years. I've learned a huge amount and I'm still learning today and enjoying every minute of it. So, so today's topic is three D printing. Uh, this has been really fun and interesting doing some research on on this one. Sal. So, so why why do we start with what actually is three D printing? Because I, I certainly found a, a ton of different definitions for it.
0: Absolutely. The the simplest way I figured out how to define three D printing was to create a physical object from a computerized three dimensional model. Sounds sounds simple yeah, enough, and- doesn't
1: it? It does. And and, and the, wor- the word I kind of kept um, coming across was it's um, additive manufacturing hmm. and, and the word addition. And and, 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 and a lot of uh, places I saw, they were talking about addition rather than subtraction manufacturing, which I thought was quite interesting. And uh, when I read um, more into it, what it really is referencing is the fact that, you know, and, and people use um uh, and the analogy that this is the new internet it's that material because where're rather than having a, a physical you know a chunk of wood or a chunk of plastic or a bit of metal and removing things from it to get your product yep. this is the opposite where whatever you've designed you're adding layers on to get your output so it's completely kind of um so the additive manufacturing was the big the big thing for me um so i think your definition spot on 3d model and 3d model suddenly becomes uh real uh which i think is 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 the best way of putting it yeah so, and d- so
0: I- what kind of things do you- yeah and just while you were saying that uh, you're building, you're taking metal and building on it instead of subtracting it. I just thought I could quickly jump into how 3D printing <clears throat> actually works. So there's yes, the first, please do. The first stage is a design phase. What you do in that is you create a 3D a model, a simulation on software, uh, on, on the computer. And then you begin slicing that model into hundreds of thousands of slices, which are two dimensional in nature. So after that, uh, let's call it uh, a mug. So you design a mug and you slice it into 2D images hundreds of times. And those images go into the printer and they start printing two dimensional layers of plastic or metal or wood, whatever material you're looking for. And as those two dimensional layers get printed and printed and printed, it turns into a cup over time. And after hundreds of layers are pressed onto each other. So that's basically how 3D printing works. It's it's actually 2D printing. But then it's joined together to make three D models and objects. Yeah. So well, it's, a, it's a brilliant description, Sal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Ash, talking about three D printing, how how what applications are we seeing today? How is it being used, and how is it changing the way businesses operate? So it's 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 um, quite prevalent, uh, more prevalent than
1: um, I, I thought. And I think just as you described there, um, Sal, this it's more than just plastic. It's wood. It's metal. It's 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 biomaterials and i think that was probably the other um big thing i kind of um found which is i always just assumed 3d printing is plastic um and and it was limited to yeah, it's 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 that that was really interesting when I realised you could you could 3D print pretty much anything and any any material, yeah. and uh, to the point where you know uh, as you said it's people are building houses with 3D printing, mm. um, using all sorts of different material to do that, uh, and we're talking full houses that you can live in. Yeah. Um, the other one was really interesting in the in the medical space. It is being used today to to build skin grafts. It's to build actual uh, you know potentially parts of organs yes um which is again amazing um so it's, it's it's very prevalent and and obviously the the more obvious place is is parts you know whether it's uh, mechanical parts or 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 parts to any kind of machinery because these things are tend to be complex they, you you can't hold millions of different parts so actually in the manufacturing space it's 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 really uh, popular. And and interesting enough, um, um, Chris is a friend of mine who's an engineer. Hmm. Um, He, um, a a few, uh, well, a couple of years back, he designed a a little thing um, for me, which was a shelf. And it's quite interesting seeing that process where he designed the shelf, sent me the imagery, and then the shelf became a real thing. Um, and it's still there, um, still working today. So Chris clearly did a good job. Um, but yeah, so so so. To answer your question, I've gone off tangent as usual. Um, but it's it is prevalent today. It's it's uh, but primarily in the manufacturing space, um, definitely. How about you, yeah. sir? What did you what did you discover?
0: Absolutely. Uh, f- first manufacturing. Yes, because it's changing manufacturing in two ways. The first way I notice a change of manufacturing is in terms of spare parts, as you mentioned. So instead of your machine breaks down, you have to order a spare part. It'll come in one week, and then you'll be able to get your machine up and running. Either that or you're holding spare part in inventory, which is taking time and space. And maybe they're getting corroded, or you have to maintain those spare parts in storage. That's taking time and money. What people are beginning to do now is they have 3D printers at on-site and a machine breaks down, they've got the com- computer model uh, logged in, saved already. They just have to print it in an hour or two hours. The spare part is out, you put it into the machine and you're up and running again. So that just saves yeah. a ton of money, a ton of space. And that couldn't happen before. The other thing I see in manufacturing especially is that um, life cycles, especially in the terms of a product, a prototype creation, prototype testing, So those and customizability so before if you had to make a prototype you'd have to create the tooling required for it and you'll have to build it out and any change or testing that would be required you'd have to create another tooling set for it a tooling kit for it and then that would take a long time whereas right now right now all you have to do is just it's like designing something on a computer you want to make a change okay a few clip a few clicks on the mouse a few new squares and triangles and you've got the new thing coming out so Reiterating on designs and uh, testing products and creating new prototypes is become prototypes is becoming way way more faster and easier than before. Yeah. So I believe these are just two ways the manufacturing industry is changing just because of 3D printing because of what we have today right now with us.
1: And I think there's a couple of things you um, touched on there, Sal, I think you um, spot on. I think the first one was um, waste. So so clearly, um, you know, we've just had COP26. So uh, environment, very kind of um, top of the agenda right now. And um, some some of the, you know, the numbers are, you know, around about 90% of what currently, when you take to manufacture something, 90% of the starting um, sort of source material is wasted in current manufacturing. Um, to get to what you want to get to in the end. Now that's you know that's a massive uh, number. You know whether it's cost, whether mm-hmm. it's waste, um, environment. It, it, it's 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 a big number. So there's a huge demand for it. Um, so you're right. This this drops your costs because in theory you're getting almost zero percent waste because mm-hmm. you're building exactly what you need and using the exact amount of material to build what you need. Yeah. I think the second point you touched on is assembly and. And, and I think this, you know, back to your definition about um, layering. So you could build, you know, an interlocking set of keys that are already on the key ring with 3D printing. So you don't need to manufacture that. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't need to assemble it. Whereas today you would have to make 10 different sets of keys hmm. with, you know, all the, all the various bits and waste. Then you would have to get someone else Or a machine somewhere else to put them all on the ring and and all the rest of it so that assembly just doesn't need to happen because you Mm -hmm. could make it all with them already on the ring now that's kind of you know that's one of these leaps of um technology that suddenly open you up to go hold on a minute if i take assembly away that's a massive cost um in, in my end-to-end uh, costs. So yeah, so, so I think assembly and 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 actual the 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 cost of the production is is a huge point. Um and I, I think the you know the climate one we're seeing um being pushed more and more with 3D printing ventures, uh, mm. I mean there's hundreds of them popping up all over the place. And one of the big drivers is is climate and yep. they're targeting, you know, car manufacturing, they're targeting um especially toys and Everything else, where it's it's a high manufacturing cost, high volume, that you could very quickly kind of um, um, automate into 3D printing.
0: Yeah. yeah, and your point on saving the environment and getting products in an environmentally friendly manner, so that that matters as well. Because as you mentioned, we're not cutting pieces of metal out to make something; we're using tiny pieces to build metal. So waste is should should be negligible. And that makes a difference, yeah. especially, as you mentioned, in automobile and large, high-scale mass manufacturing p- production facilities, the amount of um, value you can create just by saving waste is immense. And I believe that's that is the way forward for a lot of companies for um, financial benefit, for image and for the environment. Um, yeah. And something else you mentioned was particularly interesting as well. You mentioned uh, TV printing in terms of healthcare. You mentioned organs and... Um, the one, one benefit I just uh, had in mind was that, just imagine if, 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 3D, if in every country, in every hospital, you could print organs uh, on 3D printers. Um, d- donor lists would become obsolete. You don't have to wait months or in some cases years for that certain uh, organ for yourself or your relative or friend to become available. You just have it on demand and that would just save so many lives and make and the cost would reduce as well, a prosthetics a prosthetics costs decrease from £60,000 to £5,000 just because of 3D printing yeah so that's that's what is that that like 10 times cheaper so. Oh yeah, huge, and I, I think you're right. It's
1: kind of um, it's it's mind blowing, and and when you when people you know when you uh, talk about organs, I think my kind of instinct um, was yeah, but that's it's made of plastic again, and and I think that's this this you know we talked about this in the uh, metaverse episode where we tend to be limited by what we know, hmm. and and to most people their their experience of three D pin- printing has probably been the kind of gimmicky things you've seen. Um, you know, where you've seen someone uh, 3D print something to you and it looks a little bit crude and it looks a little bit kind of, yeah, a fidget spin is exactly little yeah. things like that. And actually, um, the technology has evolved massively uh, to the intricacies it can do is uh, amazing. Hmm. And and one of the kind of um sort of um areas where this has really got pushed, you know, you, you talked about already with um having a 3D printer on site and and space. So NASA have invested a ton of money in into um 3D printing because you know the principle is, you know, if you think about um you know the 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 rockets and the spaceships out there, you know, they hmm. made from about a million plus different parts. Yeah. Now, if you're in space um, and something breaks, then, you know, you can't go to your local uh, B&Q <laughs> and go, um, you know, there's another um, call out for sponsorship. Yeah. Um, then you're you you you're stuck. Now, imagine, like you said, every single um, part of your spaceship design hmm. was on a library on your 3D printer.
0: Yeah,
1: And you went, oh, part 15-A is broken, right? I'm just going to reprint it. And I don't ever have to worry about, you know, things breaking again. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a massive leap to, you know, uh, sustainability especially when you get to, you know, the, the NASA are talking about you're going to Mars. And, and actually one of the, the things that was holding them back were actually these things deteriorate. And if it mm-hmm. deteriorates, how do we sustain this when we're uh, in space? Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a
0: huge kind of leap for um, lots of things. You you got me thinking there with when you said that you can get 3D you can make spare parts up in space when you need them so that 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 is short of a lot of new avenues in my head. Something that I remembered yeah. reading the other day was you can make food from 3D printers, you can. Yeah. The raw material can be chocolate, literally anything yeah. you can make yeah. from 3D printing, you can make food, you can make chocolate bars from 3D printing, I read somewhere yeah. now. I read it i haven't tasted it but i'd love to i i i read that you can make pizzas from 3d printing i have no idea how that works if that's possible then well the opportunity is like i mean you could go camping somewhere and eat pizza without a pizza oven yeah i don't know
1: yeah and and i think you know it is it is one of these ones where and and you kind of go you know does it just is this the sort of thing that ends world hunger And you suddenly have this machine that you just put somewhere and you just manufactures food. Now, clearly there needs an input, you know, it's Mm. not going to defy the laws of physics, uh, like a starship enterprise and suddenly produce food. Um, but the, the, the actual applications are, um, quite, you know, the scope of them is quite, is quite interesting. Mm. Um, but you know, um, I I wouldn't be a person who works in risk if I didn't worry about what are some of the kind of risks we see, we see today. Um, and 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 one of the immediate things um people are concerned about certainly manufacturers is is currently is piracy and mm-hmm. you know if you if you look at a lot of um uh, products some of the you know well a chunk of the products there's a whole massive research and development cost that yeah. goes into the product and then sometimes you get the output and you think why does the output so expensive it's a little plastic character or it's a or it's a bit of of something that doesn't seem very expensive from a manufacturing cost, but what you're paying for is the research and development that's gone into the design. If it's something that's really kind of um, looks really interesting and attractive, then, you know, and I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, Warhammer characters, the, the mm-hmm. little kind of figurines, very expensive if you paint them. Um, but a lot of their cost is the research and development. Yeah. Now, what they're seeing is, and it's really impacting their um, income is the designs are available. You know, um, out there, and people are sharing them on you know these kind of um, uh, dark websites. So if you've got a 3D printer, suddenly you just need the you know the the raw material, which is the you know the plastic or the metal, and you can produce these at home. You can mm-hmm. produce your own Lego at home, you know, and like you say, chocolate or any other material out there, and and they are really starting to see having an impact on uh, the sort of sales. So piracy is a problem, and and you know it's one of these ones you go how do you manage that it's it's difficult you know because if the design gets out there then then that's it you know you've you've other people have the ability to 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 print your products um so it's so it's usually with this sort of stuff any innovation there's always there's always a a a, a darker side to it
0: absolutely and yeah. yeah come to think of it that nearly every product especially consumer products you just need to get someone to design it on the computer and it can be pirated easily. And that would cost brands millions who've spent millions to develop that product and do market research on it. No, I believe. Yeah. So when I think of how we can mitigate these things, I guess it then comes up to. um, Stronger copyright laws, stronger uh, trademark laws and things like that. What do you say? How, how, How can organizations begin to mitigate this risk when it comes to piracy? Especially, in and, and I think printing. I think
1: you're right. I think, yeah, and I think you're you're right when it comes to legislation and 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 that's you know it's typical when you have innovation and new industries, hmm. legislation tends to uh, be slow catch to catch yes. up. Um, um, but but yes, you're right. You know, all this stuff needs to evolve in line with three uh, D printing because that's probably never been a a worry for them. Um, for someone to have the ability to print their product in their in their garage whereas you know uh, now the technology is available and suddenly uh, legislation needs to catch up with it and everything else um so i'm not sure there's a kind of uh, a, an answer but uh, i imagine there's lots of smart uh, legal people somewhere trying to figure this out um, right now um but but, but why do why we talk about i guess um you know, where, where this could go. So, you know, thinking about um, the future and, you know, you know, we love to speculate Sal, uh, about what could, what could happen. So what,
0: what could we see in the future of um, 3D printing? So uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that I believe 3D printing can cause a lot of economic shifts uh, in terms of industries and how they operate, the business models. Um, talking about the housing market itself, uh, there's this uh, nonprofit organization called uh, New Story. So what it did is it, it it used a 33 foot long printer to create a 500 square foot house and it took only 24 hours. And so it, as opposed to months of building houses, it took 24 hours. So apart from that, the price of that house was a lot more cheaper. It was, I read that, three, that 3D printed houses are three times cheaper than traditional houses. Now, what does that mean? It means cost of housing is low. That means rents are low. That means the housing market is going to be revolutionized. It's going to be, it's going to change over the years as this catches traction. Uh, Similarly, um, another type of thing that can happen is that currently 3D printing is used to make prototypes and to test products and to make spare parts. So, and even that is in uh, a stage of infancy. Going onwards, the trends are that um, 3D printing instead of being used at the start of the manufacturing process, they're going to be moved towards the end. So products for the users can use, the end user can use, are going to be built using 3D printers. For example, our shampoo bottles could be made using 3D printers, be way more efficient than the plants currently in use. Our pens, our pencils can be made on, um, so I'm just looking around me and naming things, but all of that can be made. Naming everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the end user so. using 3D printing. And that <laughs> changes the law of business models, as
1: yeah, no, I, I think I think you're spot on. And I think um, and it kind of ties back into kind of climate because we know uh, uh, building, you know, one developing countries will see that as a massive boost because that's, that's a big uh, gap. But climate, you know, we know the amount of waste that goes into um, whether it's building or commercial properties. And actually this gets rid of a, a, a ton of that. I think the the other thing um, in this is just a kind of shift in the global sort of economics when it comes to 3D printing, hmm. because, you know, if you look at the countries currently that are heavily reliant on manufacturing industries, you know, they are very reliant on the, the business that comes from, um, you know, old-fashioned sort of manufacturing where yeah. you're plastic molding or you're taking wood or metal and, and you're putting it through a process, breaking it up, and then putting it all back together to make it something else. Hmm. Now, you know, in, in the future, as you said, uh, so you know, imagine where you go, I can actually 3D print an iPhone. And I can all the key component parts, it can print. And so actually there's an iPhone at the end of that, just comes out of the machine. Zero waste, already manufactured. Now you imagine that, you know, and you probably all, already know um, some of the kind of countries, especially kind of uh, in China, where... Um, a massive uh, of their kind of export is based on manufacturing and that has a massive impact on on uh the global um e- economy there yeah and then you kind of broaden that out uh, to to the rest of the world and and you can kind of see the, these massive shifts um in that and the the other thing is, and, and we talked about this in the in the Metaverse episode, so And it's this this stat I, I heard a, a while back, and it, it always comes back to me, which is that thing around, you know, the the children of today, the six seven year olds of today, the jobs they'll do in twenty years haven't been invented yet, and and three D printing is is yet another example of that, uh, because you know we talked about Metaverse and we talked about drones. Well, three hmm. D printing, you know, we already see um, universities now um, offering 3D printing design courses uh, because it's such a, it's such a skill where you go actually the ability to print, um, design something that you can then print, you know, it's, it's not something you can just scribble on a piece of paper. It takes a lot of time, effort, and it's a very specialist skill. So actually that's a growing profession. Hmm. And they're also talking about uh, Amazon are talking about um, having libraries of designs. And so rather than ordering something from Amazon, that's, already made you go into their design library and for a fraction of the cost you could get a 3d printed version of that thing um so imagine you know you know you like you said pencils but you know look around at anything and everything in your house and you could just go i'm going to order that from the 3d version from amazon it's going to cost me 10 10% of the cost and it's going to, you know, it's going to arrive. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's a really kind of, um, again, a bit like the metaverse. I feel like we're living in exciting times um, if we ignore COVID um, <laughs> um, and lots of other things um, yeah. like Brexit uh, as well. But apart from all those things, these are exciting times. And, and I feel 3D printing is probably another one of these things where you can see in the next 10 years, there's going to be exponential growth in terms of what it can offer. Offerers, us. So yeah, it's a, I think there's lots and lots um,
0: coming in that space. Exactly. Um, the thing you said about Amazon, uh, working on making digital libraries for 3d printing, I actually thought of that just now while hearing you talk. And I'm a bit sad that Amazon beat me to that idea. But um, the, the potential is boundless. <laughs> and yeah, and Nike, Nike actually did yeah. something like that. So what Nike did was they add the ability to customise. So in a store, Nike tested out 3D printers where you can go onto their screen and you can actually design your shoe, you can change the color, you can change the style, the type of laces and the type of design on it and that shoe would be printed and you'd wear it out of the shop within an hour. So that level of customization hasn't been that fast for us ever before. We've been able to customize but not never this fast. And that's going to change a lot of businesses and a lot of And and the way they sell and engage with customers. So I believe just adding one last trend for the future for 3D printing would be that customizing everything would be way easier and way faster than ever before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, th- I think it's spot on. And, and yeah, and I could, we probably could talk about this all day long, South. And, and again, Absolutely. that's a similar theme on all our podcasts, <laughs> uh, which is why you do such an amazing job editing this um, uh, down. Um, but, but I think the the, the one I, re- I read, which is um, a certain car manufacturer is looking at you could 3D print a car okay. and you could go and you're, to your point of customization, you could customize every element of that car and actually go, rather than wait nine months, uh, which I'm currently doing, waiting for an electric car, <laughs> you could just press a button and and go, right, I'm going to go in a couple of days and I'm going to pick up my car, which has been customised to exactly my specifications. Oh. Um, and so... Yeah, what what a world that would be. Um, but we should we should we should wrap up there. So as you said, we otherwise we will talk about this um, all day long. Yeah. Um, but I think just you know in, in summary, you know we've we've talked um, today about what is three um, D printing and you know the fact it's 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 about you know. Uh, Add- uh, additive manufacturing. It's all layering on. Um, we talked about, you know, um, some of the differences it, it produces uh, or some of the differences it changes to the manufacturing industry, how yeah. it reduces waste and how it reduces costs, but also uh, create lots of opportunities um for um, doing this thing at a far greater pace. And we talked about some of the kind of um, changes that's doing to not only the global economy, but to the professions Mm -hmm. in terms of what, what people are doing. Um, And also the fact it's moving from a spare parts type industry to actually being on the forefront of um, in in the retail space. And we touched on, of course, some of the kind of um, risks in this space, whether that's um, to do with uh, piracy or to do with uh, economic risks um, on, on, on the global scale. Um, depending on industry that uh, in certain countries yeah. um, so so lots kind of covered Um as always you know we we really welcome your um, feedback and your comments uh, so if you want to kind of get in touch with us uh, as always you can at contact at theartlessdialogue.com so that's contact at theartlessdialogue.com if I could say that properly, Uh, if I get my teeth in. um, You can also get in touch with us um, on LinkedIn. Uh, So we have a a LinkedIn page, the Artless Dialogues. So find us there, follow and um, comment um, if you've got any questions. Uh, So Saad, why why
0: don't you introduce um, what we're gonna be talking about next week? Yeah, so next week we're gonna be talking about career planning and development. In the past episodes, we talked about networking and then getting that interview and then clearing that interview now we're going to talk about imagine that you have. A job you're working, how you can be better at your work, how you can be more skilled and how you can plan for the future and what you can do to put that plan into action. So next is going to be a really exciting topic uh, i'm going to be sharing some of my experiences and Ash is going to be sharing some of his experiences and i'm really looking forward to it. Definitely. And I think, you know, just you touched on the previous episode. So I think um,
1: the, the the previous episode, which is interviewing, I think is um, so far we've had the greatest response on. It's been um, Amazing. overwhelming, to say the least. Yeah. Um, h- hundreds, uh, literally hundreds of people kind of coming back and saying how um, valuable they found it, how it was very kind of um, something they could tangibly do something with. Um, so we're hoping to kind of follow that up with with this, because I think this is another one of these um, um topics where we know we we should do it and we should do it well but yeah. it's really hard to find um somewhere that gives you the tools to go right how do i do this well and and hopefully we'll do that next week yeah. um so yeah i'm really excited uh, looking forward to it so.
0: Um, Yes, Ash. So um, as usual, we release episodes on every Tuesday. So keep an eye out. Remember, we're available on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts and on Anchor. So give us a follow, share with your friends. And on that note, uh, goodbye, everyone. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.